Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. Today we hear stories of the Sabbath, both the establishment of the Sabbath in the Old Testament and some interesting interpretation of the Sabbath in the New. But what is the Sabbath? We may think we know, we may assume it is very simple, or is the Sabbath something more? In the book of Deuteronomy, Scripture instructs, Observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy, as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. You, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your ox or your donkey, or any of your livestock, or the resident alien in your towns, so that your male and female slave may rest as well as you. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. I am fascinated by the Sabbath, not only because I love naps, but because the concept of the Sabbath is so foreign to our culture. We live in a world geographically and mentally of enormous expectations. If we are in school, we are expected to do well, to get good grades, to behave, excel in our extracurricular activities, and receive high marks. If we are working, we're expected to be productive, advance in our respective career, be a good colleague, attend conferences, and participate in continuing education where we, le where we learn to be even better at our job, and then retire and receive the proverbial gold watch. If we have a family, we are expected to keep an orderly home, be engaged in our community, maintain our traditions, and if we are blessed with children, pass along all of the above and expect them to do even better. After all of that, speaking of naps, I think I need one. And the weight of all of those expectations and traditions, as noble as they may be, stand in stark contrast to the Sabbath. In the Jewish tradition, when the Sabbath begins, most, if not all, of those expectations stop, or rather put aside for 24 hours. On the Sabbath, there is no doing, no job-related tasks, no working around the house, no gardening, no baking, no laundry, no dishes, no to-do lists. The time is set aside for being, being with family and friends, resting, worshiping, connecting with God and those we love. The Sabbath is meant to be a time apart 
from the rest of the week. A holy time, a weekly gift from God. And as foreign as that might sound to our ears, the Sabbath is hardwired into God's creation. For when God created the universe, God set aside time for rest. After creating the heavens and the earth, the land and the waters, the beasts and the birds, God rested. God, too, loves a nap. And during the Exodus, when God's people were delivered from slavery and journey through the desert to the promised land, God establishes the Sabbath among the commandments, a reminder not only of the Lord's rest in the beginning, but of God's deliverance from the bondage in Egypt. For we are not slaves, for we are delivered by God. The recalling of creation is echoed in the Jewish traditions celebrating the Sabbath. Once all of the preparations are made, food prepared, table set, the first act of the Sabbath is lighting a candle. For what was God's first act in creation? But let there be light. And every week as the Sabbath is celebrated, light is created once again. Now, you might be thinking all of this is very well and good, but I just got a text message from my boss and I forgot something I was meant to do this past week. So preacher man, can we wrap this up? Or I have 12 soccer tournaments this weekend. I'm not sure if I will have time for all of this resting. We live in a culture where hard work and productivity are celebrated. We set expectations for ourselves and those we love. We aspire to advance and be more than we were yesterday. And all of it, as good as it is, and we reap the benefits of it every day, that can weigh on our soul. We do, do, do. But when do we balance that time with B, B, B? Our tradition does not contain the structures of the Sabbath like the Jewish tradition, but how do we keep the Sabbath? I have painted this picture before, but so forgive me for repeating myself. When I was a child, my family spent vacation time in a very particular way. We would go someplace, usually a city, and once we arrived, we would take out the AAA guidebook that we had procured for that particular place, and we would work our way diligently and thoroughly through all of the sites and places of significance and museums until everything was checked off. And then, minds full of knowledge and images, we would return home to make a scrapbook recalling all the things we had done. Very restful. And then as an adult, I met my better half and she took me to the beach. And the first day of my first trip, I arose early being the good boyfriend. I took a shower, I groomed myself, I put on respectable clothes and sat waiting for everyone to get up <laughs> for several hours. And when they did, they looked at me like I was a resident alien in their town. And when the people did arise, they sat. And then we went to the beach and sat. And then we came back to the house and sat. And then we ate and sat. And we read and sat. And we took a walk and sat again. I was perplexed. 
Later, I was amazed. And then I realized what was going on and that it is holy, for it is Sabbath. We need Sabbath. We need time to rest, to nap, to spend time with family, to put aside the things of this world and remember who we are and whose we are. For Sabbath is not only a time of rest. Sabbath is not only a time to reconnect with family. Sabbath is freedom. Interwoven in all the expectations and tradition and hard work, and those are good things, efforts to be proud of, but interwoven in all of that is our fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of failure. Fear that we won't be able to provide for those who depend on us. Fear of change. But Sabbath is freedom from all of that fear. In Sabbath, we are reminded that God rested, so we can too. In Sabbath, we are reminded that we are not slaves even to our expectations and good works. And God will deliver us from that fear as he delivered our forebears from the land of Egypt. Consider the Sabbath. Find time in your life for the Sabbath. Sabbath is truly a gift from God and a foretaste of what is to come. I wonder how it might transform us. Amen.